Hey guys, it's your girl Jume. Welcome back to the Blonde Misfit Podcast. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. Hey girl, hey. Around here, we get real comfortable. So you are family, go on and get settled. If this is not your first time, welcome back sis. Hey girl, I hope you're at your edge control cause child, we need it. First of all, I hope all of y'all are out here um, taking care of yourselves. This uh, Corona, or as we, the black delegation call it, the Rona, I call it Coco, um, is really out here wilding right now. And like all jokes aside, I really hope that everyone is taking preemptive measures, that you guys are working from home or that you are being super safe when you go out, um, that you are washing your hands and that you have been washing your hands and that this is not new. But even if you are, you know what? I'm not judging. This is a no judgment zone podcast. Just please use soap. Hand sanitizer is not the end all be all and it is not a substitute for using soap. Okay. Anywho, I just felt like I need to get that off my chest because the peoples are wildin'. Anywho, Whether you're new or you are a returning guest, you already know what I'm about to ask you. Sis, have you rated the podcast? Have you reviewed the podcast? Have you given me those five beautiful stars? Have you said something down below? If not, boo-boo, boo-boo, come on now. Like, come on now. But seriously, please leave a review. Please leave a rating. It helps the podcast get found more easier in search engine boxes and something else, something else, the algorithms of podcasting. I have no idea, but pretty much I would just love to see you guys leave a review. So today we're actually going to get into the episode real quick because your girl is busy. But before I do that, I do want to thank Boss Women Media for having your girl out at their annual 100 Black Women at the Table. Let me tell y'all, this organization flew your girl out to Dallas last week. I was in first class, didn't know how to act ordering my ginger ale in a glass honey with ice baby (laughs) and it was just an amazing amazing experience to be in a room full of dope black women of all ages from all across the country just being champions and pioneers in their own respective industries all together to celebrate our one common cause that we are beautiful, we are amazing, and that we are holding space so that other women can also have seats at the table as well. It was just, it was just such an amazing day. And we celebrated it on International Women's Day, of course. So it felt very proper and appropriate for the time. And I don't know, it just made me feel so good about where I am in life and that my community is so much bigger than me. Um, oftentimes we think that we're not being seen for the work that we're doing or that people aren't really cheering for you. Like if someone doesn't outwardly say it or tap, you know, you on the shoulder and say, oh, sis, I see you. But this moment showed me that there are always people watching. And that is a message that I want to continue to tell all you misfits out there, whatever it is that you are working on, whatever it is that you're passionate about keep working keep grinding keep doing because there is somebody out there who is watching you who has the potential to change your life or if not 
puts you in a path for even bigger and better things. And so I just wanna thank Marty and the whole Boss Women Media group for seeing me and the Blonde Misfit and everything I'm trying to do out here. And to all of the beautiful women that I connected with that day, your girl has to get back down to Dallas, but I need, you know, the Rona to chill out first. So today's episode is actually one that I'm really excited to talk about because this is something that I think I almost always get asked when people first stumble upon the Blonde Misfit or when people are trying to get into the industry. I always get asked about mentorship. And obviously the big questions, do you need a mentor? How do you get a mentor? What do you look for in a mentor, 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 mentor? But I feel like there's such a skill to not only looking for a mentor, but also grooming the relationship and also preparing yourself to be mentored, okay? Like, look, God cannot work with you if you're not willing to work with yourself. And mentors are no different, okay? So today I wanted to just talk a little bit about ways that you can find a mentor, things that I think you should be be preparing for first, and sort of a little bit about my journey. Because I think that mentorship is still very stigmatized in the industry, but times are changing, sis, and, uh, you know... Things are rapidly moving. So I'm going to take a sip of my sweet tea from Popeye's first, and then we're going to get into it. Okay, so the first thing I want to talk about is that you have to seek out opportunities even before you are afforded them. I say that because so often I talk to people who say, oh, well, I don't have any respective people who are in my industry, who work in my job, or I don't have the proper connections to do this or to do that. And sis, those are just excuses. I'm sorry to say and to be real honest with you about that, but really it is. When I first moved to New York, I didn't know anyone in my industry and I was pretty much starting over from moving from DC and really kind of going from what was a a hard news cycle to moving into lifestyle. By then I had grown the Blonde Misfit a little bit and I had worked at other outlets, but I did not have the connections to be able to put me on to people, places, or things. And so I really had to create my own connections simply by taking the opportunity to just grab life by the horns and just leap head first. I think that if you cannot necessarily find someone immediately that you can connect with, that you have to start with where you're at. So for me, I used to obsessively research people and I still do it to this day. One of the best things about being a journalist is that you know how to research, you know how to read and you know how to write, honey. And what I would do is when I would find out that this person of color or this person of color might be at a fashion publication or beauty publication, I would then just go in and literally read every single thing that I could find on that person. This is the Carleen Roy's, the Kalana Barfield Browns, the Julie Wilson's, the Tiffany Reed's, just so many countless black women who were sort of like these kind of, uh, fashion unicorns, if I can say, if I can say that, um, because there weren't that many black women who are becoming editors in these spaces, even as of just a few years ago. And I would just read every single thing that 
people would put out about them. So every feature, every interview, whether it was a university student who had them on their blog, or if it was with the Breakfast Club, or if it was with the Coverture, like whatever it was, I just engaged with that content. And the reason why was because so many times these women who have been in the game for much longer than I had been, were dropping gems and sound bites that I could then take and then apply into my own life. So even if our experiences were not fully 100% the same, I know, okay, so this person has just said that this is kind of the way that your career trajectory goes if you wanna get this job. So now you know what to look for in your next role. Or this person said like, one thing that they didn't know when they first started out and now you know that that's what you should avoid. Little things like that, that really kind of made a lot of people mentors in my head long before I ever met them. And I say that because you have to figure out how to make the digital space and social networks work for you. If there's a person that you really are interested in, research them, find out more about them, really just do your research and look and see okay what can I gain from what is already out there on the internet before I ever make a personal relationship with people that being said once you've actually kind of zeroed in on those people that you are like really really feeling I would say shoot your shoot your shot a lot of people just hit me up in the DMs and they will ask me for time to put on my calendar or if they can take me out for coffee. And oftentimes I will usually say yes if my schedule allows because an informational session can really, first of all, allow you to meet the person and see if you two really vibe. But also sometimes all you need is 15 to 20 minutes to really get out the information that you need. I think sometimes people misconstrue what a mentor is versus what a person of interest can be. And I think that taking informational sessions and setting up informational meetings with people that inspire you is the first step that you can do to kind of weed out the potentials of either or. There are some people in this industry that I like, but I would not look to them necessarily for mentorship because personality wise, we don't click. And that's no shade to anybody. I mean, obviously we're, we're humans and we all have so many, what, 16 different personality types, then you know we're not all gonna all see eye to eye 100% of the time. But it's like when you can kind of just start that connection and sit down, you still walk away with something even in those 15 to 20 minutes. But I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Let me reel it on back. I would say that you can also actually start in your company. So let's say you're applying to a new job and you've already sort of solidified the deal with HR and, you're, and you get into the company. The first thing you might wanna ask is if they have any employee resource groups, ERGs that usually focus around different cultural identities and identifiers that you can join. Um, also, sometimes for some companies, they really will prize like mentorship and support where they'll actually pair someone who is more junior with someone more senior. And even if that person is not necessarily your first take on what a mentor should be, you can groom that relationship so that they can even introduce you to other people who might be a better fit for you like down the road. This also kind of comes down to the fact of choosing where you work very strategically. One of the things I have always tried to be very intentional about is 
getting what I need to get out of each individual job that I take. And it doesn't matter to me if it's a major tech company or if it's a small startup. I need to be able to get what I personally decide I need from that role before I go before I go on. Yes, that can sometimes mean that you may stay in a job longer than you really want to because what you specifically need you haven't developed and groomed yet. But it also can mean that sometimes you may not always get the shiny title at the big company to get your start. And that's okay because even if you go to a small but supportive workplace instead of this prestigious global brand, but you meet someone who is willing to invest the time and the effort into you, you will find that your career will actually go a lot farther than the people who just go into a a name just because it has the name, but really have no intimate connection with anyone. And I will say that I have come to love both as someone who kind of still does not get a lot of recognition in the editorial space because a lot of my content, my day day to day content kind of focuses more into like the tech side of things or the tech version of beauty and style or whatever. (laughs) I do think that those small and intimate spaces really groom and foster a lot of creativity and growth. And so I just say that don't get caught up with like the names and the titles and the who's who of whatever. Start with where, with where you're at and with what you've got and then move on and move up from there. Like you don't know how that person's contributions will mold and shape your life. One of the stories I love to tell people all the time is that I do so much work in the beauty space now, but a lot of people don't remember that the blonde misfit used to solely be about fashion. I was adamant about being a fashion girl and moving to New York just to write show reviews and work at Vogue and be a big fashion girl. And then when I started working at Yahoo, I was introduced to Dana Oliver, who was the beauty director and who actually was the first person to allow me to write a beauty feature. And then that was when my love of beauty really sparked. But if I hadn't even opened myself up to say, okay, let me pair myself with this other woman of interest, I would have never known that beauty had such a soft spot in my heart and now the Blonde Misfit focuses on both style and beauty content. And so I just say that it's sometimes better to just take the position that you think you're gonna get more growth and more grooming out of. That grooming doesn't always come in a salary, it doesn't always come in a title, but the work of someone else pouring into you is so great that you really will see like long-term career advancement. That being said, one thing I do want to debunk is this idea that you need a mentor in order to be successful. I have never formally had a mentor, um, although I've had a lot of prominent and amazing women who have been in my life and who have advocated for me when I could not advocate for myself. But to actually have like check-in mentor, like mentor-mentee relationship, I never had that. 
and I always told myself that I wanted it to be very organic and how it fell, which is why I probably do have mentors, but we've just never put a title on it. <laughs> it's like you y'all been dating for a while, but like no title, but y'all know what y'all are, you know? I actually just got my first, I guess, an unofficial official mentor last year. And funny enough, she is not in the fashion and beauty space at all. She actually is in law and she is general counsel for a major tech company. And so her background is in law and like that part of the world versus my world, which is a lot more like about color and, and shape and size and aesthetic. But one of the things that we pair about is that when we sit down and when we talk, we talk about everything else in life that really show that these spaces in fashion, these spaces in law are so multidimensional. You know, the people who are doing the best and the biggest things are the people who are not just solely obsessing over over their one thing. They're taking in all these different pieces of life and making it so that it's just this one big cohesive just globe of information. <laughs> and I say that because Oftentimes people think that they need an, a mentor in their own industry. Now, yes, you should strive to find some guidance from someone who has done either what you're looking to do or someone who has some type of interest in the same things that you're interested in. But do not shun away the people who are still very educated and very potentially um, like just really doped for you to work with because you don't think that they have anything to contribute because they don't know how to do X, Y, and Z. Now, I always feel like you can find the common ground between anyone if you're really willing to try. So even though she's in law and I'm in fashion, well, guess what? Fashion law is now a major at, at, at other universities. So sometimes we'll sit down and I'll tell her something from a fashion perspective and I'll ask her for her insight on the legal perspective of it. Or sometimes she'll come and bring in like some legal jargon and then teach it to me. And then those are ways that I can enhance the blonde misfit because I run a business because your, your girl is a business owner, okay? So it's always a thing of never shutting away potential opportunities and being open, open-minded to what is out there. But to get back to that, I am just now getting a mentor after years of working in the industry and being connected with different people. And I will say that having a mentor or someone who can point you in general directions is great. But I also do believe that if you are really um, dedicated to your craft, if you put your head down and do the work, but you also formulate intentional relationships with people in your network, you are going to be okay. So it's a thing of that I worked so hard with the Blonde Misfit and I worked so hard on my nine to five that, that my work spoke for itself. So I didn't necessarily need the voucher of somebody else to do that until I really could get people to vouch for me. But in the meantime, I wasn't sitting around saying, oh, woe is me, I don't have a mentor and not put in the work. Like the work still had to get done. And if anything, because you may not have a mentor, you really should just strive to be that much more excellent, to be so uh, 
loud and proud and dope in whatever it is that you create that people have no choice but to acknowledge you. And you would be surprised by how many people upon that simple revelation of who you are and the work that you create will then make time to talk to you and to get to know you because they see something in you that, you know, you can't teach in a classroom or that you can't uh, inspire even even with the best mentorship in the world. Like no one ever had to teach me how to have drive. No one ever taught me tenacity. No one ever taught me resilience. I, life taught me that. And when I meet people um, they, who are intrigued and who, are, who gravitate towards me, they gravitate towards those parts of my character because they have a track record to go off of because they can see the lineage. They can see where I've been writing show reviews since 20. 14, 2015, they can see back in um, 2011, 2012, me writing my first show features or um, like, um, what are those things called? Oh my goodness. Oh, like trend reports for different small outlets. And then people even see like the growth of the Blah Misfit and where we've come in five years. So I would say that Having a mentor is not your end all be all. If you have one, amazing. If you don't, you don't need to stay up all night crying and worrying about it because the right people will always get in your life and come to you, but you have to do the work. If you're not putting out the work, if you're not putting out something out into the universe, the universe doesn't have anything to attach itself to. And so do whatever it is that you do and do it well and do it strong and then the people will come. So another way that you can also potentially sort of get into the whole mentor space is by finding institutional support. So for those of you who might be designers or want to be in some type of design aesthetic, you know, obviously there is the Council of Fashion Designers of America, also known as the CFDA. And the CFDA is just one of so many organizations that people can join. There's the Fashion for All Foundation. There are other foundations within the fashion industry in particular that you can join and be and pay for memberships. If you're into journalism and being, an, and being a journalist or a writer, perhaps you wanna scrap up some money and you wanna pay for that business of fashion subscription so that you can stay up on the latest of what's happening in the industry. I say this because when you're already in the space, it becomes so much easier to network and to mitigate with different types of people. That is honestly why I moved to New York in the first place and why so many of us really move here because you have to be in the center of the action in order to see a lot of the things come to fruition. If you are looking to maybe join an organization or you just kind of are like, okay, you know what? Let me figure out maybe if I'm interested in this, like do your research. Social media is out there. There are so many Facebook groups. There are so many Instagram accounts. There are so many different resources that you can do. Um, if you're into PR or if you even wanted to look at something more on the PR or business side, maybe you want to do an internship for New York Fashion Week under one of the different brands that will be showing. Maybe you want to intern at a PR agency and maybe work a couple of days free of charge during the week just so that you can be in those spaces. Whatever it is that you want to do, you need to make sure that you're creating and fostering that relationship in those networks. And that does just require a simple Google, 
Google University is still free, baby. But really being intentional about becoming part of this bigger cohesiveness. Now, this is some this is coming from someone who actually is very much so an introvert in new spaces. I go to events, I hopefully see one person that I know and I stick with them the entire time, whether they have come with me or not. Um, new spaces are frightening, I understand. But if you are really looking to potentially find someone who is going to be able to play a bigger role in your life and in your career, you may have to push yourself out of that comfort space and really look for like specialized mentorship in any of these divisional groups. And sometimes you're not going to always find it, but it's good to already be part of the bigger conversation and these niche conversations as well. It's never going to be something that comes back on you when people say, oh, well, you're part of this committee and you're part of this board and you're part of this and that. Like, no, the more places that you are, the more opportunity you have to meet people who are going to be so pivotal and vital to your career. But you also have more opportunities to grow your own personal uh, knowledge and expansion of your craft and I honestly think iron sharp iron sharpens iron. You get, need to be in the right spaces with the people and feel constantly like intrigued and and consumed in whatever it is that you're trying to learn. Like I never want to be the smartest person in the room. Never. And so I always want to put myself in positions where I'm growing and I'm learning and I'm being challenged. And when you start doing that, you will notice that people, other people are doing the same and that they also will gravitate towards you because they're like, oh, wow, this person is also challenging themselves. They don't want to be mediocre. They don't want to be basic. They want to do more. And yeah, people will people will find you and they will scout you out for that. So I said all of these things, <laughs> but I do realize that finding a mentor can be really daunting for people, especially if you're introverted like me, because you might say, all right, now I have someone in mind who I'm really interested in, but like, I don't even know if this is the right person for me or how to reach out. So. I think it's about first just having the guts to ask someone for their advice. And again, so much of this is going to be about pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. A mentor-mentee relationship is no different than any other relationship you have. Like when your boo first approached you or you approached them, like I'm sure there was some like anxiety a little bit because you're like, okay, this is something new. I don't know if they're going to reject me or not X, Y, and Z. But then when you got past that fear, you realize it was just fear, but the reality is everything works out. Approaching a mentor or a possible person of interest is going to be the same thing. I always say that once you've done your research on that person and you've sort of picked up on their vibe and aesthetic, I think you can always reach out for an informational session to first gauge if they are mentor material or if they're just someone who you wanted to sort of get on your radar, get to know, and even just sort of discuss and hype them up. Now, first thing I will say is 
everybody, 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 everybody loves to give advice and loves to be admired. So I doubt anyone is going to say that they cannot meet with you once you've sent them that beautiful, professional, informal email telling them how much that you love them and their career and what they've done and all this stuff. But understand this, if you're doing an informational session, you also should be coming to the table with something yourself. Don't just sit there for 20, 30 minutes and ask people basic questions that you can find the answers to if you searched online and you Googled. Like really make those 30 minutes your own as if like you're interviewing them and you wanna be able to make it so profound and so unique that you wanna ask them things that you have no idea for. Because really, honestly, if you think about it, like why are we sitting down and, and doing coffee if you're just gonna ask me, so Jay, where did you grow up? Baby, it's in my bio. You knew where I grew up. Like, <laughs> it's, it's a thing of like, okay, like let's respect both parties' time, but also, if you want to get the most out of it, come come ready. You know, if they just recently launched a new project at the office, talk to them about that project. If they've had some interesting transitions in their in their life and their career, talk to them about that. I've done a few informational sessions recently and the, and the young women have really wanted to talk about what is my transition going into podcasting and how has that been? And it's been really assuring to know that people pay attention and that people are being very intentional with the, what they ask and how they ask and the time that is spent for both people. So I say that, you know, it's all about having guts. It's all about reaching out. And then it's always about assessing the situation because I am someone who goes off of energy and not energy as in like, we always have to vibe, but I do pick up on a lot of energy as an empathic person, <laughs> sometimes for the good, sometimes for the bad. Um, and so there are just some people who, because of their natural personality, like I like them and I can speak to them and I'll see them at events, but I wouldn't necessarily go to them be, to formulate a real organic, authentic relationship with them. Like I wouldn't take it outside of the work, outside of the work atmosphere. And that is okay as well. Sometimes you just got to send that cold email and just understand that if you're building this relationship from scratch, social media and the digital space are obviously very different than years ago when you might, I don't know, do some, do a, go about it a different way. But like I exhaust all my options. If I'm really, really serious about meeting somebody, I will exhaust all my options until they tell me to go away, which usually they don't because by then I've worn them down and they appreciate my tenacity. <laughs> I think you can reach out by email and you know, make sure that you obviously have the proper email etiquette to, to reach out, but also hit them up in the DMs. You know, some people are not here for it, but other people also understand that it just sort of is what it is and that this is just the way that the industry is moving. I'm not mad at it, honestly. My thing is that if you hit me up in the DMs or if you comment under a photo or if you do this or you do that, that you should still have the same line of professionalism that you would if you sent me an email because we don't know each other yet. But if that's all well and done, then yeah, 
Why not? Some people are not always looking at their emails or some people might be checking their emails at weird hours of the night. Or some people might just be looking in their DMs one day and then they all of a sudden see like, oh, this person reached out. Oh, but I also remember that they also reached out to me last week. Let me look and see what's going on. It's also important to be very specific with sort of your ask when you're looking for mentorship. So I think that when you're doing an informational session, especially that you should come with something very specific that the person can respond to. Not like, can you give me general advice? Because I can give you general advice. General advice is um, eat, love, pray, right? But like, really, what does that do for you? That doesn't do anything to the situation. If you come with specifics, then at least that person can tailor their their answers and their response with potentially something that's more uh, tailored to the individual question. That being said, I also feel the same way about mentors. I feel like every mentor that you come that you can create or you come across in life to some degree should serve a specific purpose. And whatever that specific purpose is, you may or may not know. But I really feel like intentionality just seems to be the word that I keep using like I just keep using it but I'm serious being intentional is really important to to manifesting the sort of the mentor that you would want but also the type of mentor that is going to leave hopefully positive seeds in your life and you're just going to shoot your shot baby like I know it's hard I know it's daunting but you have to just step out. Um, you have to step out. It's. I was going to say step out on faith, but I was going to say maybe it's not faith. But no, it is. Like you have to step out on faith that the right people will be able to find you the way that you find them. And it's like this. Let's say you meet the person and you get a couple of good tidbits, but you wasn't really feeling each other. It's like it's like a date right it's like the date which i know some people are like oh why did i waste my time with this bozo x y and t but i'm like but sis you got dinner like (laughs) you gotta like find like the good and everything because as long as you keep trying the universe will keep trying to to place someone in your life as well so the last thing I also wanted to mention, because this is something that I have not yet done, but I've seen other people do it, and I think it's really amazing, is that as you're opening up what a mentor is, you have to also think about it that a mentor isn't just someone who is more senior or someone who is the same uh, color complexion as you or the same general interests as you. A mentor can be anybody. And yes, that also includes your friends and your peers and even potentially your coworkers. Your mentor literally is just someone who provides guidance. And it could really be anyone across the board who you sort of look to and you think, this person just adds something into my life that I really feel provides guidance in the way in which I should go. I think that it's so amazing because you will find that if you keep your mind more open to the idea of a mentor, you will realize that so much of our experiences craft who we are as people, but that those experiences aren't negated by age or race or gender or whatever. 
I have learned so much from heterosexual white men as I have from fierce and fabulous black women. And I think it's all about understanding that everybody brings their own unique perspective to things, but that because we all come, we all have different backgrounds and we all have different trainings, those are the things that also can kind of create the symbiosis between people. So yeah, you may actually find someone on your job who is only a few years older or maybe even younger than you. And something about them just inspires you to the point that you're like, okay, maybe I wanna pursue that. That is totally fine. A mentor does not always have to be, like I said, someone who is so much more senior and someone who is so much more seasoned. In fact, your mentor probably has a mentor, which means that the state of growing and evolving and stuff is never done. Everyone is always growing and they're growing at their own pace. And so it's always a thing of looking at the actual opportunity instead of necessarily always the semantics of the person understand that the traditional structures of mentorship are going out the window and that you can create whatever relationship you want this particular person who i'm now working saying as a mentor we don't talk every day we may not talk for a few weeks we but when we do talk it's engaging and it's prosperous and it's eventful because um we're both very hype people (laughs) but you don't have to create this relationship that feels very on on paper cookie cutter oh we talk every day we're besties we're this we're that like nah it should feel very unique and organic to you and you might find that your mentor has different mentees you yourself might find that you have a relationship with a mentor but then you also got a mentee and those two relationships are very different in itself there is no right or wrong to any of this. I just think that we need to destigmatize the idea that, um, first of all, that we have to have access to mentors and that there has to be all these stipulations in order for it to be successful. Like, Nabu, just do you. Just do you. I think that that's also another thing in this. Like, just do you. I, I realized in my career that when I stopped worrying about who was or who wasn't showing up for me, that it opened up so much more room for me to appreciate the people who really were there. And funny enough, when I just didn't even think or stress about the idea of a mentor or some form of endorsement by someone else in the industry, I realized that I then gravitated towards other people who felt the same way but I also summoned people who wanted to then be attached to that energy. And so I say that to say like, none of this is ever like cut all, be all. I don't know if that's even a saying, but you know what I'm saying. You have to create the relationships that you want and you have to seek it the way that you want. How everyone goes out and finds their mentor is going to be very, very different. But that's kind of the unique and beautiful thing about it, right? Because we're all different and unique in our own ways. So obviously our relationships with people have to be that way too. So guys, that is my podcast episode. 
I hope you guys liked it and you kind of maybe learned a little something. If you do have a mentor and you have some tips, I would love for you to actually share them. I am at The Blonde Misfit on Instagram. Obviously the website is theblondemisfit.com, but I'm also at The Blonde Misfit on Twitter. And I would love for you to either tweet or DM or however you wanna share your tips on how you got your mentor. If you are someone who is searching for a mentor and you found this episode kind of helpful, I'd love to know that as well. Or even if you have any follow-ups, if there are a lot of people who have follow-up questions, I might do a part two to this um, that can do focus more on like listener mail questions. I don't know, child. I, I don't know what I was trying to say. But yeah, definitely let me know. And I look forward to talking to you all next week i hope you guys are staying good and blessed and busy wash your hands don't let the rona get you bye